Hello and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. And today on the, the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Immortal Guardian. They have a new album called Psychosomatic, which was released on February 12th of this year. I'm just going to say 2021 because, Gabriel, it feels so good to say 2021. Yes, feels good to finally um, put 2020 in the past, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's, uh, it, was a, it was like a, a movie that none of us wanted to watch, but we already paid the, the theater price, so we just had to sit there and, <laughs> and, yeah. and just take it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the album will be releasing February 12, 2021 via M-Theory Audio, which is also exciting stuff because they're a newer label, I believe. Um, and I have had a couple of artists from M-Theory Audio, but it seemed like they were a little quiet for a little while. So um, glad to hear another artist from M-Theory on the show. And so right now we're being joined by Gabriel, and Gabriel is going to be giving us some information about what Immortal Guardian has got coming down the pipeline. So, Gabriel, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me, man. This is super awesome. Yeah. Well, I like what's going on with your wall. That's super awesome. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. You know, it's got a little polka dotted uh, tiles, you know, gives it a a cool background for all these Zoom calls we had to do this year. Mm -hmm. You know, at one point, everybody is doing this, the the whole uh, FaceTime Zoom call thing. And and, uh, it even gave us an idea to make a music video out of it. And we were uh, having a lot of fun with that on the last single. I don't know if you got to check that one out. I I did. And that leans me into a stellar question, which is, because uh, I believe it was a track called Lockdown, correct? Yes. Okay. So take us through that track because in my mind, I think as an artist, it would kind of be cool, but kind of not cool to write a song about being in lockdown and having Zoom calls. But you guys did it and you made it look really cool. So take us through that. How did you guys did that? So the idea here was um, our drummer, he lives in Montreal, Canada. Um, Carlos, in the beginning of the pandemic, was in Brazil. He made it back to Vegas, luckily. But uh, And our bassist lives in Texas, and I live in Las Vegas. So we're kind of like all over the place. So the idea of getting in the same room to make an album or shoot music videos or whatever is just not a thing, even regularly, but even more so with COVID. So as we started like making this record and coming up with um, ideas for music videos, it was like, what the hell are we going to do since we can't meet up? So the first idea was... Well, okay, well, why don't we just shoot a bunch of videos where we're, you know, we're like apart, but, you know, we'll, we'll get creative with why, why we're apart, you know? Mm-hmm. So the first one, we were like in a newspaper for read between the lines. And then in the second one, I, I think I, I think we were having a band meeting on zoom talking about what the, what the idea should be. And I was like, why don't we just do this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had seen a Saturday night live skit. And uh, they had made fun of people that that are using Zoom for the first time. And I was like, this is genius. You know, like at at this point, everybody has used this software that if we made a video with it, I think everybody would would be like, hey, it's the thing that we all used, you know. Yeah. And then as far as lockdown goes, not just lockdown itself, but the entire record like is written about all the events that were happening this year. So as we were sitting on our couches at home watching this catastrophic catastrophic events we were writing songs for each one and lockdowns a it's like the second or third track and it kind of goes in order of, of what's happening too in in the in the world so like lockdown was it's like i think the second track third track and exactly what it is you know just the shock of oh crap we're going into a lockdown and we started the quote with the guy from the world health health organization pretty much saying 
you can't lock down and unlock down and go back to lockdown and like you just can't do that it's not the way forward and th- that's what we tr- truly believe too you know it's like either you do it for good or you don't do it at all because you just we're just you know so many businesses and stuff gone under mm-hmm. yeah without a without song, a joke yeah the song questions a lot about uh you know the same questions we all have like where did the virus come from uh, how did this happen? Is the virus causing more damage than it is, you know, more, more saving lives, you know, and, um, stuff like that. So that's what, that's what lockdown was about. Okay. So now I have the track list up in front of me so that, as you mentioned, it, it goes through 2020. I now have the track listing here. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of like maybe an inter- another interesting question I have is then did you guys, have music already and you're looking for lyrics and you thought, well, this year is giving us some lyrics or was this not happening at all until like 2020 happened? I'm just kind of curious how everybody got together from different locales and and created an album about 2020. Yeah. What's real, what's really insane is, is at the beginning of this year, we already had another record already completed. We finished a new album. (laughs) We were about to, we were like, we were getting ready to put it out this year, and, and we were getting ready to tour a bunch, and then put out the record. So that was the plan. Like, okay, we'll tour this last album, then do the new one, and then the COVID hit. We had this feeling, and it's funny because, like, I know we're not the only ones. I saw like a, I saw Netflix was doing it too, but they were essentially saying like, um, due to the state of the world, we're not going to put out this show right now. We're just going to wait a little bit. You know, there was just like a lot of rescheduling of things because. When we made that record, uh, we had it with a cer- with the world was in a certain mindset, a certain way, and then to release it's like de- it's like releasing a Christmas song in July. It's just it's a good <laughs> song, but it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, why are you doing that? Like, right. it's not this is not the appropriate time. So while we were sitting home and watching all our tours get canceled, it was one of those like, well, what else are we going to do, guys? Let's just write a record. And on it, I didn't think we were going to do it so fast, but because we had so much free time from not touring. And, and having no no gigs at all and even side work a lot of us work in the music industry and other other things you know like uh like when i'm not playing guitar i'm usually running lights or lasers and stuff for other people but even that was slash so right sitting here with all this time we made this record and the music the lyrics everything was written this year i, w- I would say maybe there was like one song that was from the last record that we brought over but almost all of it was written starting like Mar- april or something like that all right, some breadcrumbs. So there's one track of breadcrumbs that yeah. was. And it felt like, okay, that song still makes sense. It would make sense in today's world. And that was that song was um, Find a Reason. Okay. And Find a Reason is, a, is, is essentially is, it's like an anti-suicidal song. It's just about someone trying to find a reason to live and, you know, continue, you know, keep on keeping on through this crazy struggle. And, and it just talks about like this is a really sad character. Like you know, would ev- would anyone ever notice if I was gone, kind of thing? But mm-hmm. maybe they would. And you know, it's a really kind of a really dark song. But uh, we felt a lot of these songs, uh, the emotions that they they talk about and what they're expressing is something that almost everybody at one point felt during this year. Whether it was uh, you know some, some kinds of new depression. Phobia, that's what that song's about. It's about, you know, having these new phobias that we've never experienced. 
One being now when you see a crowd of people with no mask, like all of a sudden you get uncomfortable or like in the past, that was just a normal thing, you know, like that to me is super crazy. Like now we see certain things and it freaks us out, you know, and it only took a few months to have this new like kind of phobias and, and then, um, and then clocks talks about just this insane time that like, you know, 2020 felt like eternity time is moving so slow. Mm-hmm. everything's just kind of on weight we're in this like weird prison sentence that never ends you know and, <laughs> and uh read between the lines as you may know we did that one in the newspaper because we because we saw so much misinformation in the beginning of the pandemic that we were like uh what you know Car- i remember carlos sending me articles dude this guy says that we shouldn't do this and this and that because covid i was like well this article says the exact opposite right and they both came from reputable sources and this and that and we, we were just tripping like watching the news like how are such big mainstream medias like so contradicting each other like th- right. there's no like, common story so we had to write a song about that and then um what was the other one psychosomatic the main theme of the reason we chose to name the album that after that song was pretty much if there was anything that we were noticing um and especially during April and May when this thing was barely folding, uh, unfolding and everyone didn't really know what the COVID was yet. I felt so many people just for, from conversations were telling me like, I-, I think I'm sick, man. I think I'm sick and I think I got it. And everybody, almost everybody I knew at one point had symptoms and then it turns out they never had it. And it's almost kind of like a, it's like that thing they say, like, you spook yourself out enough or you're stressed out enough, you can make yourself sick, you know, mm-hmm. and this not, it's not to take anything away from the seriousness of COVID. You know, we've, we've had a family members that, that passed away from COVID and my father was in the hospital for COVID and luckily he, he uh, beat it. But, uh, this is just talking more about like how, you know, the, I think psychosoma- the psychosomatic effect that's happening is even greater than COVID. There's more people that don't have COVID than have it. Right. That probably more freaked out about it, you know, and we just thought that was just such a crazy concept. So we had to double down and <laughs> write an album about it. You know, like, man, isn't it crazy how like there are some people getting sick, but there's a lot more people getting sick from something that they're not sick of yet. It's just like just fear, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, great stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, for a while. Anybody here in Alberta could get a coronavirus test, and they uh, initially had said Alberta Health Services had said, you know, please get a test, be part of the pro- be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Know that you have it or that you don't have it, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, like once a month, when I went back to work, I did that just to make sure. And then the system just got too much; had too much in it, and they had to stop and say, wow. you know, only if you like, know that you have it. And then you can come take a test to confirm that, you know, you know, you have it or whatever. Uh, but apparently there were hypochondriacs who were coming in and, yeah. you know, getting nine tests in, in a week kind of thing. Yeah. And- yeah that's a, that's a, <laughs> I believe it, too, man. I mean, with toilet with toilet paper wiping off the shelves, you know, I could see people like getting like 10 tests, like no problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also remember toilet paper being off the shelf, but then the Kleenex was full right next to it. You know, and yeah, the pa- paper towel is full right next to it. Like, yeah, like toilet paper, such a single use item. You couldn't use that to do anything else or, you know, Kleenex. Yeah. It's, it's tremendous, you know. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, that was very weird. It was weird. Huh? Like, I, and it was great that like before the I, I buy things in bulk anyways. So right before the pandemic, you know, we we had our typical water and toilet paper and stuff. So like 
Yeah. All my friends that always laugh at me for buying in bulk are like, dude, why you always have like, I have those big five gallon things. Mm-hmm. So why you got 20 of those five gallon things all the time? <laughs> the yeah. pandemic kid, I was like, who's laughing now? That's right. <laughs> Not Gabriel. Gabriel doesn't laugh at that kind of thing. Um, beautiful. Okay. Now, this seems to be mostly, I'm guessing then, uh, to do with the virus, there were a lot of other things that happened in 2020, especially down in the States. Uh, does yes. the album cover anything else, like uh, political-wise, police brutality-wise? Uh, yeah. I, I feel that the uh, – I don't want to give too much away, but the record that we were writing was pretty much a lot of that. Okay. So we're almost kind of saving some of those themes for the next one to keep, kind of keep the common – you know. The political and the craziness that like because we're Americans, we're like, oh, you know, how many how many people are really going to relate to this? You know, besides uh, <laughs> Americans, you know, yeah. but it's been a fucking shit show for the last uh, I don't even know how long it's been. It's been quite a show for a while. So yeah. we definitely wrote songs about that. We definitely that has its own category and and not just one, <laughs> but multiple songs. So we'll probably be seeing more about that in the in the in the next record but in this record we definitely focus more on the international chaos of the virus mm-hmm. and the and and mainly the emotions that the virus brought almost every song is kind of touching like some kind of fear panic or s- sadness or the passing or something you know yeah yeah well i mean something you mentioned in the beginning there was i think it was find a reason uh yeah. here in canada alone suicide is up 60 percent yeah yeah, same. I don't know what the, the statistic is, but in America, it's insane. It's gone up a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I personally have a friend who, who passed away that way this year or last year, and and it doesn't. And the thing is, all these things are just numbers, they're just statistics, right? And then once you know somebody that that does does it, or you see somebody that has COVID or whatever, like these numbers get really real, mm-hmm. and then the reality is like, oh shit, and then then you write an album. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and that's what it sounds like, you know. Like I would say, definitely, this record was a lot more serious uh, than the past ones, and the and the way we wrote the lyrics, you know, it just kind of we didn't have to like think hard about like, well, what kind of thing are we gonna try to put in the mat? It was just like, oh my god, this is what's happening to the world. Just write it down, write it down, you yeah. know. And it just the flow was natural. The music came natural. The the music matching the emotions of the lyrics and stuff. So that was quite that was quite fun to do while. Like now, I look back at it. I'm laughing, but then it was like my brain was totally not there. You know, like trying to put together a record while the world's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is that it ended at midnight, and nothing from last year is continuing, right? So you know, you can. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah, take, <laughs> you take a vacation it's, from it for a little bit. Home base. 2021's home base. Yeah, exactly. It's home base. Nothing's happening. It's going to be okay. Uh, perfect. Now, something else I noticed here is the cover art uh, mm-hmm. was done by Natalia. Yes, super awesome. Yeah, and she's definitely got uh, a track record here, like Dark Moor, Alma, Secret Sphere. Uh, tell us about the production team on this record. How did you guys did you guys record it at your home studios and then send it to like a central? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so what was cool was on this record. Um, our producer, Josh Lopez became the bass player of the band. So like he joined the band this year, he did our last record. So he was already, 
he did our last one and the unreleased one, the the one that we scrapped. So he this is technically his like third record with us. So like <laughs> he's already got like a formula and like how how he tracks everything and how he mics it and whatever. So it was really awesome. The only catch was yeah, not being able to be all in the same studio. So like we had a drummer. He went to his buddy's studio. Um, um, in, in Montreal and then they sent us the tracks and then Zima, Zima and I recorded in Vegas and then I drove to Texas with the hard drive and then I recorded my parts in Texas with Josh and it was a lot of crazy stuff that like there's so much stuff that could that could have happened in three seconds that took us 30 minutes you know like mm-hmm. like when you're in a room with somebody you can tell the guy uh, I needed to go Dun da dun dun da dun. Not da 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 dun da 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 dun. Oh yeah, I got you. Right now, I have to put that into an email or or whatever and send it. And I was telling Josh, like, man, I'd imagine how funny it would be if like people were to see like the hundreds and hundreds of Facebook messages that we send each other. Like, yeah. no, you go da 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 Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you can put together the whole album that way. Yeah. How do you how do you, how do you write out? triplet formations and Facebook messages. Is there a secret art to that? Did you figure that out? Oh man. A lot of it, <laughs> a lot of it is letting one person kind of have the, uh, the creative freedom and then everyone kind of copies them. Right. Know. Perfect. When it goes to rhythms, it's typically the drummer, you know, he'll do something and I'm like, that's not what I was thinking, but that's cool. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> that'll work. Yeah. That'll work. There's, there's a lot of that. A lot of, uh, a, a, a lot of, you just kind of like, that's cool because it's going to take us 20 hours to just do something that's pretty damn similar, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. But the person I probably spend the most time with, I would say, is Carlos. Like, I have to be in the room with him. Like, we we work so much on, you know, getting the, the vocals and the enunciations and the harmonies. Like, he does a lot of choirs, so we've got to do, like, layers and layers and write it out with the MIDI piano and, you know, like... Yeah, I really, I really like. Uh, I love doing the vocals. Good mm-hmm. times. It's like now one one man choirs are always an interesting thing. Uh, obviously, a lot of bands do it, but there's usually sometimes yeah. it can be kind of weird stacking up that many, uh, you know, of one one voice and try, still trying to make it sound like a choir. How did you guys tackle that? Was the intent to truly make it sound like a choir, or was it? Um, yeah, but okay. we've been doing this since like we've been doing this since the first first EP. Like it's just kind of like our little signature sound. Like I, I I love 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 Queen and their choirs. I love Boston. A lot of these classic rock bands where like the lead singer would just do this massive wall of harmonies. Yeah. But he do a lot of the falsetto stuff, so it sounds like you know like a full actual choir. And um, we did we did a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody uh, back in the day as Immortal Guardian, and uh, my buddy. Uh, my buddy Roy gave me the stems to the to the actual Queen sessions. So I got to hear like every piece, and I remember the first time I ever heard Bohemian Rhapsody like broken down into pieces. I was like, "Oh my god! Like that's amazing!" Number one and number two, that's how they do it. Yeah. So we kind of started implementing that kind of those kind of Queen harmonies in um in Revolution Part One, and then we just got better at it. And I started taking some training on how to like do like proper voicings and all that and like theory lessons and stuff and yeah man it was it was awesome like to kind of see the the transformation went from just being this big epic choir to now just being like this gospel warm sounding you know he makes these really cool chords you know it's it's more it's got it's went it's gone more from like epic metal to like now queen muse kind of vibe you know we've got this like yeah 
wall of voices. And we used to do like 40 voices back in the day. And that was a pain in the ass. Dude. We used to do five, no, eight voices per note. So there'd be like five notes. So there'd be like eight per and it's insane. So the last record we put like 25 and then the next one we put like 15 and we're just getting smaller. <laughs> so it's so much easier. But I think for this record, we did like 25. We did like half of them. It was like 20, 25. And it sounds massive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Yeah, we can spend days going into things we've heard over the years, like uh, Def Leppard. They did like at least four tracks per note and then would have like four part harmonies. And, yeah. you know, just trying to think about syncing all of this up on tape back then. Oh, and, Jesus. I can't imagine. And, uh, yeah, I've also heard the tracks you mentioned from Queen. I, I downloaded those stems. There's a few out there uh, that are cool to hear, like uh, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson's out there. And, oh, my God. So good. I've yeah. heard that one. Yeah. And uh, like, wow, that little kicka kicka sound is in there. I had no idea, you know, like just the way the little little things that that yeah. make up make up the track. So um, and then I just heard a chat with Devin Townsend, who does a lot of uh, vocal choirs. And uh, yeah. so on his last album, Empath, he was saying that he actually hired a women's choir in Vancouver. And then he blended that with his voice because in his, own, in his own mind, he was just tired of hearing himself kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Wow. But uh, just because I just heard that and you mentioned a vocal choir, I was just curious, you know, how did you guys approach the vocal choir? Yeah. Eventually, I'd love to have, you know, like a full men, women, children, just big, like, community <laughs> voice sounding, like, the sound, you know, but yeah. budgets and stuff. And Zima can – he's got such a crazy range. Like, we can, you know, do it all right now, but – he he did a performance with an orca, a metal orchestra back in March, and he, there was a choir there, and that was that was freaking epic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we got to do that on the next record, man. You know, so that's, yeah. that's the idea. Now, I guess one last question that I have then is, you know, typically you release a record, you go on tour, but that's not going to be happening anytime soon. So, mm -hmm. I guess what is the plan for Immortal Guardian now that it's you know beginning of twenty twenty one? Yeah. Well. Obviously, we're trying to tour. We're trying to reschedule the tour again, you know, just because, the, like, we just, you know, we have to. And we're kind of, uh, the whole world is at the mercy of COVID. But I told the guys this, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, let's, let's go with the impression that COVID doesn't leave this year. Let's just pretend that the world stays the way it does. What are we going to do? Keep making music. So the idea is to, we're trying to, like, almost, like, shoot a video for every song just because we kind of have the time for it. You know, yeah. so we've gotten we've already shot like I think maybe five, six videos for this album. So it's like almost all of them. And uh, we usually only shoot like a few, but we got playthroughs and lyric videos and live videos and band videos and tutorials and you name it. So <laughs> we're focusing more on the online thing, just like everybody else is. It, you know, there's really nothing else you can do besides sit at home. Mm hmm. Yeah, and come on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, baby. Uh, all right, well, that concludes my questions. Is there anything that you wanted to chat about, Gabriel, that I did not bring up? Um, no, just that the record's coming out, you know. Um, keep an eye out for it on February 12th. It's coming out in about a month. And uh, if you see COVID start uh, going away, you could expect us to see see us in your town probably this fall. If not, hopefully soon. 
But uh, the, uh, we will be on tour with Power Glove here in North America. So we should be going through Edmonton and all that good stuff. Okay. And when you boys do and you're at the Starlight, they should still be alive. I think. I hope. Yeah. Because we really only – in Edmonton, we really only have a couple of venues for metal bands to play at. Yeah. Um, unless, of course, you're big enough to sell out a stadium. But most metal bands coming through Edmonton, just – they don't. Uh, yeah. So Starlight can actually hold quite a bit. Yeah, it's great. Uh, or their side venue. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but they have a side venue for smaller shows. And then there is Rendezvous Pub, but I would not be surprised if Rendezvous doesn't make it through. Yeah. Kind of thing, because yeah. I don't know what else so, they would be doing right now. I was just looking at the list of clubs we're supposed to play, and so many of them are gone, man. It's super sad. Yeah. But hopefully uh, these uh, hopefully these governments pump some money into the arts dish, arts cultures and Hope to help these venues out. You know, they did that in America recently. So hope Canada's get something like that, too. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't doubt it. And besides, the Guardian is immortal. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, then thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today, Gabriel. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me, John. And um, I hope to see you soon, dude. See you in Canada. Mm-hmm.